This is The Rest is PR with Lyle Fulton and Jackie Balls. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to The Rest is PR. My name, as it will always be, barring any incident at all of any description, is Lyle Fulton. And I'm joined, as I hope, and I am sure I always will be, by the absolutely brilliant Jackie Vores. Jackie, how are you this fine Thursday afternoon? We're back again. Thursdays are our new home. We won't date the podcast, but how are you doing this lovely Thursday afternoon? <laughs> I'm great, Lyle. Uh, this is the week of the Hoover. <laughs> okay, explain. As you can probably see behind me. Oh, yeah, I can. I have a Hoover in the workshop. Now, this is this is a luxury for me because normally I'd have to take the Hoover from the house, bring it down, Hoover the workshop, take it all the way back up, which I'm very lazy about. Don't usually do because <laughs> I can't be bothered. So usually the floor of the workshop is just full of Ludo, Ludo's hairs, Ludo's bonio crumbles and um, various detritus from nails and, and, bits <laughs> of, and bits of string and bits of hemp. But anyway, I now have a Hoover. And the reason I have a Hoover is because I bought a new Hoover for the house on the advice of somebody else who said, why don't you have one of these? Because men, boys, dogs, yeah, house needs a really solid Hoover. So I bought Henry and my life is transformed. I to our the- worldwide <laughs> listeners, by the way, Henry, and I, and, and over in the States, you'll know what Henry is. And here in the UK, you'll know what Henry is. But to our European <laughs> listeners, of which we know there are many, including those in Turkey, big shout out to our fans in Turkey. Henry is a name affectionately given to a Hoover in the form of Henry the Hoover. It is quite literally a brand of Hoover. Um, now, as a podcast, uh, as an independent podcast. There's a little face podcast, on it, on the front of it. A little and face. Got this Turbo Henry. Oh, my days. So anyway, so not only am I really excited about having this new Hoover and I'm hoovering all the time. I mean, James is like you know, skipping away from me while I'm hoovering. I've also got a Hoover down here, which means I'm hoovering down here all the time because it's a novelty. I'm sure the novelty will wear off. Sorry, this is really boring. No, it's not. No, Lord, no. That's my, that's my <laughs> No, I love it. I absolutely love the fact. And also, look, you know. I become I'm I'm a convert, fairly recent convert, given the you know, scale of my life so far and the span of my life so far. I'm a recent convert to you know a clean working area, a clean living space, and your mind is cleaner. You know what I mean? You just feel a bit you know less cluttered upstairs if if the area around you is clean. I mean, eagle-eyed. Oh, well, I'm a fan of clutter. I mean, anybody who's viewing this on YouTube rather than listening to this on the podcast, I mean, my wonderful room is is quite cluttery. But I quite I like it. it. I absolutely crazy. love it. And I was about to use a popular phrase from a previous podcast episode, which was uh, our eagle-eyed listeners, um, which I did say uh, in an earlier episode of the podcast, obviously knowing that you can't be an eagle-eyed listener <laughs> because you do not listen with your eyes in the same way you do not see with your ears. And that's an anatomical lesson, courtesy of your glorious podcast host here, Lyle Fulton. I thank you very much. A hoover, by the way, is associated, quite rightly, with cleaning up mess. I think that was going to be your segue. You knew it as well. You knew it because there has been some well, mess to clean up. That segue. <laughs> Come on, I got there ahead of you. This is becoming a running competition. I love it. Right. But <laughs> there has been some mess to clean up, hasn't there, in the TV world? And it's one of those where I think I texted you, Jackie, didn't I, yesterday before knowing we were going to go live today, we'll see with the podcast recording. And I actually used the words, word for word, I said, you're loath to enjoy these stories breaking because they're quite bad news stories. Well, let's go. Let's let's paint the scene. Sure. Because we were going to do this podcast all along. Yes. And then we said, 
bother doing this podcast because it's old news and maybe we should do something about something else and then suddenly lo and behold our old news became new news so I'm going to let you set the scene on this one Lyle absolutely and and I'll be glad to do so so yeah no you're absolutely right I had a phone conversation with Jackie listeners after we recorded our last podcast episode with the absolutely fabulous Helen Neal. If you haven't listened to that, by the way, already, it's a really, really great episode on sustainability. She was a fantastic guest. Then just after we got off that podcast recording, I gave Jackie a call and I said, next week's podcast ideas, you know, my understanding is that Lawrence Fox and Dan Wooten, both of GB News fame, if you can call it fame, have been suspended pending an investigation because of comments made to a political journalist, Ava, I'm going to remember her surname, Uh, I'll link this in the episode, Um, but a a woman called Ava who went on and uh, Lawrence Fox made some comments, some rather derisory comments, derogatory comments about her relative attractiveness, shall we say. In fact, we have to be specific because we're a podcast and people get our information from us. Yeah, misogynistic. And basically saying he wouldn't sleep with her and couldn't understand why the people would want to sleep with her, which was absolutely (laughs) disgusting. If you really honestly look at that as any form of something that's broadcastable, it's claptrap nonsense, doesn't mean anything to anybody. It's just Lawrence Fox being a bombastic, misogynistic twit. That's it. Exactly right. Really, really, really hot. Ava Evans was her name. I've just uh, double checked that. Ava Evans. And yeah, he basically, in slightly more lewd and crude language, discussed the relative merits of sleeping with this woman, Ava Evans. It was misogynistic. It was derogatory. It was awful. Dan Wooten was the person hosting the show when Lawrence Fox made these comments. Dan Wooten was suspended for not stopping him and halting the comments being made. Lawrence Fox, for obvious reasons, was suspended because of the comments he made. We kind of thought, well, we'd do something on that because, you know, we've spoken about GB News. We spoke to someone who'd been on GB News recently, the lovely Hannah. We'd spoken to people who, you know, prospective guests who'd been on there, who wanted to go on there, et cetera, et cetera, to talk about topics they were well-versed in. And then... But we, we kind of left it there. We were like, maybe we'll talk about that. And that was on Thursday last week. And then the story kind of seemed to dissipate slowly, as you quite rightly point out. You know, suspension just was just that over the weekend. They were just suspended for a few days. Dan Wooten, by the way, listeners, remained suspended. And he, in the fullness of time, I think a couple of days later, in fact, it might even have been that day, was also... So this is quite interesting. Yeah. So... On the show, when Lawrence Fox, who's actually also an actor, he's probably better known for being an actor. He's a mm. famous Fox acting dynasty, you know, cousin to Amelia Fox, son of one of Edward Fox, I think it is, mm. or ne- nephew of, I don't know. But anyway, so he's a well-known actor and he's become more of a political activist. And then he, by the rights of what GB News stands for as a channel, he's been given a platform via GB News to express his political opinions, which are pretty far right. Anyway, he had his own programme on GB News, as did Dan Wooten. And Dan Wooten had him on his show to talk about this woman, Ava, uh, this journalist, Ava, who had been basically... Again, I don't actually know why he chose to to pick on her with such derision because I think she had had advocated for some, there, there was some news about men's, needing a men's minister. minister yeah, minister for, for men's, men's mental health, minister for men. Yeah, that was men's it. Men's mental health. And I think she, her thing was, well, don't we need a minister for mental health full stop? Because it's, you know, such a big problem. And which some people would say was quite reasonable. He 
took umbrage to all of this, thinking that she was anti-men and why would, you know, and th that's why the, the bile came out and the spike came out. But the interesting thing was that he was on somebody else's show and that presenter and he got so many complaints that GB News very quickly mm. suspended them. Yeah, very quickly. Very quickly. And you know, as a result, this all hit the news. Then... Dan Wooten made a very public apology and tweeted or X. What do we say? Do we say tweeted or do we say X? I don't I, know. I'm not going to get onto X or Twitter because actually, yeah. by the way, Elon, just really quick tangent, the URL is still Twitter, right? Ah. Sort it out, right? If you're going to go with X, then universal. Make it, make it, make, make the proper changes. Anyway, I'm not going to rant about anyway, that. So then Dan Wooten tweeted and said, I'm so sorry. Mm. I was completely taken aback. I did giggle, but it was nervous giggle. I really don't support what Lawrence is saying, blah, 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 blah. Trying to get himself out of the hole. Lawrence Fox, what a great friend this man is. Warning, Lawrence Fox should come up with a red flag around him when it comes to his friends and loved ones. Because Lawrence Fox then said, in the interest of transparency, let me just show you my direct messages with Dan Wooten, which show that they both had this very giggly, stupid schoolboy exchange about, oh, 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 isn't that funny? I bet they were all getting really upset in the galley about all of this. Ha, 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 I love making you nervous. Ha, ha, ha. So it was all big jokes. And they and Dan Wooten was seemingly not particularly no. sorry. Yeah. after the exchange so he was absolutely thrown under the bus by Lawrence Fox anyway sometimes when it was GB News sacked them and what I wanted to talk about not sacked them suspended them and what I wanted to talk about today was more like this is good practice I know we always say we don't particularly necessarily agree with what GB News stands for and everything else yeah. but they do do things quite well. And in fairness, they did it quite quickly, didn't they? They jumped on this immediately. They said, ah, 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 this is not acceptable. Let's suspend them while we decide what we're going to do about it. And the first point I was going to make when we were originally doing this podcast was what a good bit of corporate governance they're doing in terms of handling a problem quickly, yeah, cleverly, publicly, and nobody could complain about them. And the interesting thing was it was a double win for them because all of the other broadcasters were gleefully reporting about GB News's awful presenters and how misogynistic they were and everything else. But, of course, that's free publicity for GB News. Yeah. And, of course, everybody's looking over to GB News and tuning into GB News to go, well, what's all this ruckus about? What's all this gossip about? I did a little straw poll amongst my friends to say, anybody looked at GB News recently? And everyone was like, yeah, it's kind of like one of those things that you can't resist. You know you're being bad doing it, but it's so good. It's like watching The and Room. It's like, you know, you know, it's a terrible <laughs> film, but it's like so bad, it's good, you know, it's exactly. Yeah. So it's a masterstroke, GB News, a masterstroke. They're doing it all the right way. They're dealing with their own creations, the monsters, that they're Frankensteins, and they're dealing with them the right way. They're double benefiting from all the publicity. And then we, I thought, okay, that's not, you know, and we were talking about it. It's a bit old news. It's sort of dropped out of the news agenda. I thought there's not much else we can say about it. And then this happens, listeners, because 
Exactly. This happens because <laughs> yesterday it was then announced, unsurprisingly. And what's interesting, you, you've added like brilliant amounts of information there. Lawrence Fox, he was transparent and said here in the direct messages between myself and Dan Whitten, but then Lawrence Fox did issue a sort of apology, but it wasn't really. He said on Twitter day off, he said, I stand by my comments. And then the following day, he was clearly advised correctly, finally, by someone around him to apologize because it was obviously in no way appropriate and actually really quite nasty. He apologized and then predicted he would be sacked. Mystic Meg, that is Lawrence Fox, had it absolutely right because yesterday he was sacked. He was sacked by GB News. He was sacked because they don't deem his behavior appropriate. Dan Wooten has not been sacked from GB News, but Dan Wooten has been sacked as a Daily Mail columnist. We then, and we won't get into this now, but Jackie and I on the phone speculated, and we have to insist because we're a podcast and it does go out live, this is mere speculation. And obviously allegations are just that, they're just allegations. But there have been allegations against Dan Wooten in the past about potentially using a different name in an attempt to intimidate people he works with for various like sort of spurious means. And we wondered over the phone, or certainly I wondered, whether or not the Daily Mail, this is a bit of a tangent, whether or not the Daily Mail had just kind of got rid of him as a columnist because of what had happened on GB News as a means of not having to address the allegations directly, but just getting him out of the uh, out of the organisation, which happens and is probably the case. Anyway, it was Dan... just one more level of stink, wasn't it? Yeah, the that's stink it. had just risen one more level, and they were just like, "Nah, we've had enough." And now. they were like, "It's okay to get rid of Dan Wooten because of this, because everyone knows it happened, and yeah. it's like actual fact, and we can see it." Dan Wooten remains suspended. Calvin Robinson, however, there's a new name we're going to throw into the faulty listeners. Calvin Robinson, who is also a GB News presenter, Calvin Robinson was sacked yesterday as well by GB News. Calvin Robinson was sacked because he went public with his support of Lawrence Fox's actions on GB News. There is an important distinction there. Had Calvin Robinson gone public with his support elsewhere on his social media or whatever, then you run into, I think he probably still would have been dealt with by GB News, but you run into a Gary Lineker situation which is well he hasn't said it on a bbc program which gary lineker didn't he said it on his own social media gb news would have found themselves probably in quite a difficult position the same way the bbc did but gb news dealt with it the way gb news dealt with it in the first instance which is that you've done it on our platform we don't appreciate that that's not that doesn't sit well with our professional practices you're gone as well so calvin robertson has gone and he's since then gone on record as saying gb news was supposed to be a platform for free speech and instead it's become a platform for council culture blah 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 they've been sacked Two points I'm going to make here before I hand over to my brilliant co-host. The first is, is that we, you know, somewhat perversely felt quids in yesterday because when this broke, <laughs> we were like, absolutely brilliant. We can talk about this great. And it's recent news, which is fantastic. And we want to bring that to you, the listeners. But the other thing I was going to say is this. I would also, and you know, you know me, I'm loathe to do this every now and again because I watch GB News for partially sadistic reasons. I don't believe in a lot of what I put, what they put out there sometimes but it is eminently watchable. So I watch it sometimes. And as a result of not massively believing in what they stand for and some of the views they share, I'm loathe occasionally to praise them. But I would like to share in your view, which is that I would like to praise them for how quickly and adeptly they dealt with this and how decisively they dealt with this. I'd like to add another layer as to why I'm praising them. They knew it would put them in a very difficult position to act this way because of what Calvin Robinson said yesterday after he was sacked. Because their whole thing is to be quite open and liberal with some quite with out there opinions and views and that's kind of their their brand you know that's 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 always been their kind of thing is like you know it's it, it, and and we've spoken opinions in the past about people, news. yeah which is we, quite compelling you know yeah. that, that everybody have their say and that is quite compelling that 
that's a compelling USP of GB yeah. News is that they do go out into the regions and get, you know, they're, they're not just London or Manchester centric. They go out to all of the UK. Yeah. They go to different places in the, the UK and they listen to people. They get box pops. They get people calling in, giving GB views, as they call them. Yeah. They sail on the sea of opinion. And they knew, probably, that in doing what they've done with Lawrence Fox and Calvin Robinson and in doing what they've done in suspending Dan Wooten, they were going to get some pushback in terms of that decision flying in the face of what they have decided their brand is and they decided their kind of whole shtick is as a channel, which is that we promote free speech and everyone should be entitled to say what they like. And I praise them for still doing it because that's still allowed to be their brand and you're still allowed to not like it. But when it comes to professional practices and when it comes to appropriateness and just, you know, good common sense and being a human being, it was a no-brainer, wasn't it? It was an absolute no-brainer that they had to get rid of these, well, certainly Lawrence Fox. And then to add slightly more colour to the uh, to the story, uh, and again, this was just like, obviously it's awful what happened, but then as a podcast host, you go, oh my goodness, like this story just keeps, you know, sort of filling itself out. So our worldwide listeners and domestic listeners will probably know this as well, having followed the news. On the same day Lawrence Fox was suspended, he was also, no, on the same day he was sacked, which was yesterday, he was also being arrested for conspiracy to commit uh, damage to ULES cameras. Criminal he's, damage. Criminal yeah. damage, yeah, to ULES cameras in London. For Again, for our worldwide listeners, ULES is the low emission zone here in London. Uh, which has been applied in certain areas of London over the last couple of years, and it's being expanded. Sadiq Khan has expanded it recently. It's going to be expanded. It basically means that you have to drive a certain type of car that was you know, sold to you. Well, or sold it's all to about anyone. emissions. Emissions, basically. yeah, low emissions. And it's all part of our levelling up to, you know, to zero carbon. That's it. And so, or sort of net zero carbon. So he um, didn't have a good day. Let's just put yeah. it that way. He had a pretty bad day, and it was, in my opinion, deserved, because the two things he didn't have a bad day about were totally of his own making he probably was going to go and damage some ulez cameras and he definitely said what he said you'd say that's part of his activism Mm. i suppose the question for me would be is this and we like to come at these things from a slightly different angle and obviously we've sort of we've 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 told the story there and we've got it as accurately as we possibly could and like we always say to our listeners like do go and fact check us because you know we'll hold our hands up sometimes when we're rattling this stuff off, we do prepare, but obviously some things fall through the net or we kind of get names wrong or dates wrong. So we apologize for that. So do go and research it. But we also like to come at things from a slightly different angle. We did the same thing with Russell Brand on the whole due diligence conversation. And it kind of raised for me, certainly when I was thinking about this, this morning, a free speech question, because free speech for me is important. You know, it's very important that people have the opportunity to say what they say or say what they believe, regardless of whether you agree with that opinion or not. But what's happened here is, is that there has been a free speech event, if you like, if that's what you want to call it, that's been practiced. And then a second set of practices have kind of flown in the face of that free speech in so far as he's been disciplined for that free speech. I suppose my question to you is going to be, do we still exist in this gray area, you know, where kind of censorship is kind of being appropriately applied? And how far is that going to continue to go as we give these personalities more and more airtime? You know, Lawrence Fox... Now, I know Russell Brand is now being criminally accused of things, but if you go way back, he had some slightly out there views and an out there performance style. You know, where does it end? Where does it begin? It's a very open-ended question, but I just sort of wondered if what your thoughts well, were. It, it's a very good question. And I would suggest that GB News has actually set that standard of where it begins and where it ends because they've suspended and sacked 
employee. So they've obviously decided where the line is drawn Mm. and they feel that they have communicated that internally. And so that's given them the confidence to make very quick, direct and public action based on on this and this is the, the this is the interesting thing is and it's what we said when we were discussing Gary Lineker's social media posts is if the rules are set and complied with and understood and signed up to then you take the consequences of your actions so and sometimes that's common sense sometimes it's pure common sense that something is just appalling and you should be fired straight away. For example, if I just ripped everything off and streaked across the screen, you might say, Jackie, I never want to do a podcast with you ever again. Let's just close this down. That's a bad example. But you know what I mean? There's some things that are total common sense. You just go, that's dismissible offence. End of. Hmm. You don't even need to look at the rules. With the Gary Lineker situation, it's because he expressed political opinions. The BBC didn't want to get involved or embroiled in politics and it all got out of hand but they've never it was his own social media he should have freedom of speech to express himself the way he wants to express himself on his own platforms and where gb news got it right was they were basically saying this is our platform we've all signed up to this is our, our take on free speech yeah and if you step over this line on free speech and maybe one of their rules, I'd love to see their rule book, but maybe one of their rules is individually picking on, on somebody and maligning somebody yeah. in, in a, you know, a, a defaming somebody or acting a, in a cruel or misogynistic way towards somebody. That might be in their rule book. And in which case, ergo, you go. That's it. You know, it's an interesting it's- layer, isn't it? Because actually one wonders, particularly when it comes to GB News, one wonders, had Lawrence Fox gone on and been misogynistic but vague it wouldn't have made it any better about a person yeah but been quite vague in his misogynism and his misogyny misogyny is the better word for it but not that there's a better word but it's the actual the right, de- one. De- the right <laughs> word yeah misogynism <laughs> is uh misogynism is a is misogynism a nice condition? word i like it yeah. let's, yeah, let's put it in the dictionary misogynism yeah, he's, oh he's suffering from misogynism uh it's like it's like it's like, it's like yeah, the symptomatic yeah it's 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 the misogyny disease misogynism uh that's that's what you suffer with um but it demonstrating misogyny uh but but being very vague with it you know insofar as just being misogynistic to women in general he might have and i'm purely speculating here he might have maybe just got quite a a fairly significant slap on the wrist a fine suspension for a few weeks to not appear on gb news and and maybe just been kind of like phased out over time but you make a really interesting point which is that actually if we could ever see the rule book and i'd love to anyone who works on gb news by the way please do come on the podcast we'd absolutely love to chat to you about about any of these things if we saw the rule book and we were read the right act as it were by somebody who worked for GB News, it would be interesting to see whether or not there is a policy, like you rightly say, where it's like you can't take aim at people because they must that... have thought about it, mustn't they? Yeah. Well that then that then would be consistent with their belief system. They that yeah. they they would be able to make it consistent with what their whole shtick is because they're dismissing someone for having a go at somebody else. And they could turn around and say, people have a right to express whatever views they want on our channels but everyone does and when there's someone there who can't defend themselves that's not our thing had she been there to defend herself 
had you been there, he wouldn't have said. He wouldn't have said it. That's the cowardice of it. That's the cowardice. Cowardly insult. That's it. That's it. But it's it. But it's this idea. I think that GB News might have turned around and gone because it was directly aimed at someone. And our shtick is that everyone Mm. should have the opportunity to say anything, regardless of what their opinion is. That's dismissible. That's a dismissible offence. And so it'd be interesting. You know, honestly, if you look at the if you look at the broadcast. Sorry, I keep talking over you. It's terrible. No, no, go for it. Um, maybe we should put some rules down. Jackie doesn't talk over <laughs> over over Lyle anymore. Um, but the thing about GB News is that a lot of the views on many of the programs are views that are contrary, are things that a lot of people don't subscribe to, and then a lot of them are views that a lot of people subscribe to. They do have this sort of real kind of buoyant, healthy mixture of British humanity, mm. I would say, even though it's sort of lumped up into this sort of very right-wing political channel, there is, you know, that that's the sort of compulsion of viewing GB News, is that there is this sort of great kind of multicoloured palette of views and opinions, and, and some of it's absolute rubbish, and some of it has some value. But, you know, that's that's actually people. That's, That's actually human beings. Is you know some of us talk absolute claptrap. People would argue that a lot of the stuff that we talk about is absolute claptrap, and they still listen to us, and we still <laughs> watch the news. But you know, but the the thing I really you know we come back to is you know what is free speech? Mm. You know what? Where are the where are the lines? Now GB News seems to have created some good lines, but Lawrence Fox, what's he going to do next? Is he going to be this sort of pioneering crusader who's going out and saying horrible things about people on his twitter i don't know it's interesting isn't it it's really strange and i think it's one of those where you're right i mean he the responses become more and more unusual the response to this situation from lawrence fox was kind of a story in of itself like a journey through a man's psychology when it comes to this it was like oh i'm not going to apologize for this i stand by everything he said and then the following day someone turned around and went lawrence mate like yeah. You can't stand by everything you've said. And then he said, sorry. But you're right. Then since then, it's been kind of very apathetic in terms of its apology. It's been like, well, I'm kind of sorry. And well, I he's, kind he's of obviously predicted. the kind of person that doesn't mind breaking the law. I mean, if he's been arrested for criminal or planning criminal damage. Well, then there was this extraordinary video he put on his social media, which was the, which I saw on the BBC, which, because I don't follow him on social media, X. I don't follow him on uh, on any of these things because I don't like the man. Uh, understandably, so I don't feel any need to follow him. I mean, maybe I should just to kind of keep abreast of the, these stories and things. Every now and again, I just look at his profile. I certainly did this week to see what he had to say for himself. And he put this extraordinary video on his social media where he was filming the police sort of walking around his house doing, I'm not sure if you've seen this. They were looking Hello. around his house for evidence of this conspiracy to to damage viewless cameras. And he said, he said at the end of the video, and this is, you know, arguably something we should sort of bring to this episode to a close on this kind of point that he made which was he was like see all the police look at all the coppers in my house is what he said word for word and that ladies and gentlemen is the country we live in and then he put a little kind of cigarello in his mouth and smoked away and then the video came to an end he was clearly being filmed by someone from his reclaim party i think is what he's called isn't it it's called the he runs the reclaim <laughs> party yeah it's i don't know what he's reclaiming 
uh, I won't <laughs> speculate. Uh, you know, I'm not speaking about claiming sanity. That's it. Yeah, try or at least trying to. Uh, you know, <laughs> one strange decision at a time. But it's the way he went. This is the country we live in, and I went, "What a country where if you're conspiring to commit a criminal offence, the police come to your house." Because <laughs> if that's the country we live in, I don't know. Good. I don't mind it. <laughs> <laughs> good. Like, I'm glad I live in that country. Like, if someone in this country is threatening to commit a crime and the police turn up, I'm like, great. It's also highly unusual, you know, that, that with our police as they are in the in the tatters that they are in, yeah. that they've got the time to go and arrest Lawrence for having a think about smashing a camera. Smashing some cameras and up, that is a good point. And, that... and, you know, there's a lot worse things going on that we could really do with some police help with well as like, well because i mean he yeah you are absolutely correct and that's probably it's probably a conversation <laughs> for another podcast i do sometimes think that i mean i um i've i've rung the police semi recently in the last couple of months because there have been people sort of outside our flat not doing anything to our flat but like kind of exhibiting some slightly unusual lewd behavior doing their own fantastic demonstration of like free speech or what have you by like sort of speaking, whatever they yeah, rec- yeah reclaiming <laughs> <laughs> the territory that is West London here in Acton by sort of shouting all sorts of, you know, stupid, ridiculous abuse of, you know, innocent passers-by. And then I was like, you know, I see videos of people going to Lawrence Fox's house and just having a bit of a look around just to see if he's written any notes like Guy Fawkes about the fact that he's going to go and damage some U.S. cameras. And I'm like, there's a guy hitting another man outside my flat and you've gone, <laughs> you, you've gone to Lawrence Fox's house to so have a bit he, of a chat he did, maybe he did have a little point <laughs> yeah exactly, yeah exactly. well yeah maybe there was a small point to it maybe as he sort of <laughs> vitriolically took, took another tote <laughs> of his weird cigarello thing and just went well this is the country we live in like sort of doing his best like kind of parallel universe winston churchill impression i mean it's 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 a strange set of circumstances. I mean, ultimately, I think we've just had a bit of a rant here about about him, which I'm totally fine with. I think we just had, had a little bit of a chat about GB News again, handling things very well mm. and, you know, reacting to crisis and making the most out of a crisis because they had good systems and good procedures in place mm. and they're not afraid to act. And I think, you know, one of the things that um, I think what we've seen is this sort of, Bunny in a headlights mm. behavior from larger corporations with the the scandals that we've discussed on this podcast before, and letting this stuff or sweeping it under the under the carpet mm. and hoping that it all goes away as it bubbles and brews. I think GB News has been listening to our podcast and had seen something like this coming down the track at some stage. Yes, and had seen that having very opinionated people on their channel could potentially lead for those opinionated people to just go a bit too far Mm. and I think they saw it down the track they knew that it might happen they knew what they would do should it happen and they executed on what they had set out as a procedure that's what I think happened and that's why I'm going to applaud them because I think they did it really Mm. really well and I think you, they benefited from it as well. You'd imagine that they probably, yeah, like you right point, rightly point out, if, if any broadcaster was going to have a clear plan in place and a clear set of parameters and mechanisms in place to deal with this stuff, this is probably baked in. We talked last week about having sustainability policies baked into, you know, business plan and your business practices. This crisis communication strategy and this crisis response was baked into the very framework and the fundamental foundations of GB News. Because like you say, they knew the sort of personalities they were going to have at the very front and centre 
of the content they were putting out there. And actually, yeah, the, that's been demonstrated, hasn't it? Because the speed and the depthness they've shown in dealing with this crisis has been has been has been really something to be to be applauded. Yeah, I expect Talk TV, which is another one of those channels that has very opinionated presenters on it probably has exactly the same practice and procedures in place as well. You don't hear of anything sort of going horribly wrong as well with, with talk TV. Right. And they've got Piers Morgan there who, who doesn't hold back from, you know, saying what he wants to say about people. And then you see ITV, a much bigger corporation with much more money, with many more people. Some would argue, you know, many more experienced people in broadcast who cannot make a decision who sit petrified in crisis and don't do anything with it and don't do anything after it, and it ends up in government committees. I mean, come on, get your act together. Do these things properly. Take a leaf out of GBTV's book. Yeah, Ooh, GB, yeah. You never you hear ITV listening yeah. to that, do you? Can you imagine? <laughs> They'd be like, what? No. Why? No, we've been doing this for decades. No, we can't do it. But yeah, you're so right. I mean, I'm still waiting for some sort of like, you know, significant, genuine, actually adept resolution to the Schofield thing. That that arguably still hasn't even really happened. It kind of just went away. And they were like, oh, great. It's gone away. Good. We can I'm make more. That it has. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, I think in the same way. Yeah, I think, you know, it's kind of calmed yeah. down a bit. And, and we wait to see on that. Where do we stand now, listeners? It's really interesting. Dan Wooten. What's his future? This is one of the reasons maybe why GB News will become eminently watchable, you know, good, bad or indifferent regarding your feelings on GB News. You know, will he return? Will he come back? He's certainly not going to be writing for the Daily Mail anymore. Lawrence what Fox. What do you think he should do, Lyle? If you're advising him, what would you, what would you, Ooh. what would you say to Dan right now? It's interesting. I would probably argue that he could do a lot worse than fall on the sword in the short term. That might be my advice. I think, you know, there strikes me as the potential that he may well be offered a route back in. I think based on how adept they've been and how swift they've acted on Lawrence Fox and Calvin Robinson, there may well be... Yeah, there may well be another plan for Dan Watson. There may well be another plan for him. And that's maybe what maybe the investigation is taking a bit longer. Maybe it's a slap on the wrist. If I was him based on everything that's been going on as well recently in some of the allegations that he's faced, and obviously he's been let go by the Daily Mail, one imagines he's doing okay for himself because of the jobs he's had in the past. You know, he he could potentially afford, like as in practically afford a few months away, reset, reframe things, because it does strike me that they probably will offer him a route back in. Now, he might want to tell his story. He strikes me as the sort of person who... And, yeah, you know, I mean, he... if I was advising him, the first thing is, and I think we've seen how this can go wrong in in recent times. First thing I'd advise him is to look back at what he has actually done, search his soul and his heart, mm. what he has actually done, search his soul and his heart for what he's said on TV about other people mm. and what they've done, and then think quite carefully about with the army of truth in his heart and his soul, just work out exactly what, you know, what, what is the truth? Mm. What is the actual truth? Have you, have you done the things that you've been accused of doing? Do you have an element of guilt? And are you really going to try and brazen it out? Cause people do people try and brazen these things out and you've got to, you've got to be made of very stern stuff. That's it. To brazen these things out. And it, it is not nice with the, when the UK media is on you. Or are you just going to take some time out, have a think about what's been occurring 
and then maybe start writing again or have you know one you know one piece of work again and just rebuild from there go and do some freelance bits or whatever yeah you know i don't like seeing people hung out by the media if they're you know we're all fallible Mm. you know we we all make mistakes we're all you know we all do the wrong thing and i think people can forgive you and you're fallible i don't think they can forgive you if you brazen things out and lie which is where quite a few people that we've talked about have gone wrong that's it and just to bring this one to a close listeners what's really interesting is actually and i put this to you jackie i actually think of all the protagonists or rather antagonists in this particular story the one who has been consistently advised in my opinion pretty well when the s has hit the fan as it were of the three we've mentioned has been wooten because actually when these allegations came out he was advised in my opinion quite well to go on his show and address them and front up which he did and say what he was dealing with And then immediately after this all broke, you know, fair enough, he lied to an extent or seemingly lied because he obviously said, oh, I was just nervously laughing. Obviously, it's come to light that he was actually, you know, kind of reveling in it a little bit. But even the meat of the sandwich being that particular lie, the bread and the various other condiments around the meat of the sandwich were a fairly sincere apology. That's a strange analogy, isn't it? But the uh, but the uh, it was a quite a sincere apology. And you know, as a result, I think he's the reason he kind of lives on is because of how he's been advised and what he's done. Clearly, sadly, mm. as you know, his team of advisors must you know wonder what they've done to deserve it because they give him this great advice retrospective to the particular events, and then obviously he applies that advice and comes out of it seemingly reasonably well. They must wish that they didn't have to do it. Like in these moments, Dan, just like act appropriately and properly. Don't, you know, don't be an idiot in, in these moments and like actually, you know, behave appropriately in, at the moment or in the in the moment, as it were, at the time. But he's been advised fairly well. And yeah, it remains to be seen how he gets on. Lawrence Fox, still under investigation for potentially damaging ULES cameras and no longer an employee of GB News. I'm going to say something unusually outlandish for me. Where do we stand with Lawrence Fox? I don't know. I'm not particularly sure I care. And when it comes to Calvin Robinson, um, <laughs> uh, and when it comes to Calvin Robinson, he's someone I, I didn't actually, know he was in the first place. <laughs> well, I didn't particularly know who he was, and I'm sure he thinks he's great. Uh, I'm sure he wakes up every morning and goes, "I am brilliant," uh, and and power to him. You know that sort of you know self affirmation is you know to be applauded and to be envied in some ways. I don't know again what he's going to do, and again I'm not particularly sure I care about it. I mean, I care insofar as from a professional perspective, it will be interesting to see where they go. It'll be interesting to see what they do in a big, big way. And uh, Calvin Robinson less so because, again, no disrespect to him. I don't. I'm not particularly aware of what he's done. Not particularly aware of his professional history. He'll do what he does, whatever. But Lawrence Fox. I mean, we are, you know, by hook or by crook, on the eve relative to time of uh, an election, and he has a set of political views that he will be applying left, right, and centre as we run up to the election. He is, after all, the figurehead. The man without platform now. That's it. He has a party, though. He has a political party. So, sadly, we're going to be hearing his political views. Sadly, to me, maybe not sadly to some of our listeners. And again, I encourage you to get in touch if this is the opinion you disagree with. But yeah, that's where we stand. And it's just going to be really, really interesting to see to see how we get on. But let's just say this. GB News, much like Jackie, got the Hoover out brilliantly. Yeah! Good little rounding up. Oh! See you <laughs> later. That's it. If you just listen to the beginnings and ends of episodes, listeners, then you would be forgiven for thinking that this last 40 minutes was essentially just about Hoovers. But it was not. It was about far more than that. And we thank you very much for listening to us once again. There's a few T's and C's just before we let you go, as ever. If you'd like to get in touch with the podcast, you can do so by emailing us, info at demoza.com 
or info at the We will respond to both of those email addresses. And you can also visit both of those websites, demozo.com for all things demozo and PR, and the for all things podcast. Lots of exciting things happening, both of those websites and both of those businesses, the podcast being one of them. You can also follow us on X, which you can do so by going at the rest is PR, capital T, capital R, capital I, capital PR. Uh, and for those of you that uh, are with me in my particular rant about X, still type Twitter into Google and uh, in your address bar because Elon Musk hasn't changed that. Um, that's just a very first world little gripe I've got. But there you are. And you can also get in touch with us via LinkedIn. Jackie Vores, Lara Fulton, who knows, Ludo may even respond to one or two messages on LinkedIn because Ludo has joined us right at the end of this podcast episode and we're delighted he's done so. Jackie, <laughs> same time next week? Yes, definitely. Brilliant stuff. Who knows? Maybe we'll decide what our podcast topic is going to be. It will go quiet and then on the Wednesday night it will all explode again and we'll be in the money, which we'd love to happen again. But listeners, thank you so much for joining us on the latest episode of The Rest of PR. From Jackie, from Ludo and from myself, take care of yourself this weekend. It's bye for now.